Welcome to the Core Women Podcast. My name is Dr. Summer Watson. I'm a doctor of psychology, podcaster, published author, coach, producer of documentary empowerment films, and empowerment seminars. This podcast is a special place for the hearts and souls of women. It is a place where women share their journeys, strength, resiliency, strategy, and passions. Today on the show, I'd like to welcome April Clark, who is the co-founder of Reach and Teach, an innovative nonprofit educational program that allows high school students to gain industry experience while exploring various career paths and building self-confidence. We have so much to talk about, so let's get right into this, April, and welcome. Yes, thank you for having me today. I'm excited to be with you. Absolutely. Well, I'm excited for you to be here because I was able to watch your TEDx, we've spoken before, and there's so much to talk about. So let's start out by talking about a bit about your personal journey and how and why you developed this nonprofit. Absolutely. So when I was in high school, I I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life, but I graduated. I went to college, did the normal things and got a degree in accounting. After working in accounting for about six and a half years, I discovered that it absolutely was not for me. So I went back to college and got a degree in business education so that I could teach high school students about business and marketing, which I found to be a huge passion of mine. I loved being in the classroom. It was something that I always tried to bring real world experience into the classroom for my students. Um, But my very first year as a high school marketing teacher, um, I discovered that we had to raise a lot of money with fundraisers. And that's something that I had never done before. Um, But my students, they wanted to have a concert fundraiser and I decided, why not? Let's do it. So we had an incredible concert on our school campus. It took a lot of planning, a lot of work. Uh, But what I discovered is my students really plugged in and many of them that were typically at risk for falling through the cracks, plugged into this activity because it gave them passion, it gave them purpose, it was something that they cared about. Um, So after we had that concert, myself and the lead singer of the band who graciously agreed to come and play at our school for free, um, we decided that this was something that we needed to take to other schools all across the US. So about three years ago, we worked all summer to develop what is now called Reach and Teach. And we have worked with over 50 schools, allowing students to plan, promote, and actually execute a real concert on their school campus. Um, So really the why, the purpose behind developing that program is just that we wanted to provide that real world experience. We wanted to provide a game day for students that aren't athletes, that maybe aren't academic kids, but something to where they could really plug in and be proud of what they created. Right. Well, I love that. I also love that as I watched your TEDx and you talked about this journey for yourself and for your students, what was really something that stood out to me is that you are a new teacher. You had like a new, what was it? Principal, a new supervisor, all these new people doing this new project. And it was like the courage that it took for not just you, but the whole county basically to get involved in something new, something different, something exciting, something that the kids were able to buy into and actually feel supported and have purpose. Yeah. I mean, you're absolutely correct because I was a new teacher. I had a new 
career tech director, we had a new superintendent and they all took a chance on this project because honestly, I'm not going to lie. I thought I might get fired after having a concert on campus, (laughs) 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 but you know, it's not something that happens all the time. Having a big group of students in a gymnasium at a rock concert. I mean, what could go wrong, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what could go wrong? (laughs) But it was, it was absolutely perfect. I was really blessed to work in a school system that our school board bought into what we were trying to do. And it wasn't just about the concert. It was about giving those students opportunities that they would absolutely never have otherwise. And so I was very blessed to work in a school system that was supportive of my decisions, that was willing to take a risk, try something new. And I have to tell you, it completely flipped my classroom. It flipped the energy and the climate on our school campus. And we've seen that happen over and over at all of the different schools that we've worked with. Well, I love that. So I'm gonna take it back to this question. What is the vision for Reach and Teach? Yeah, so that's a big one. You know, Reach and Teach has become something that we never anticipated. Honestly, we thought we were going to have a concert. It was a one and done kind of deal and it would be over. Um, But like I mentioned, we've worked with all of these schools. And now with the pandemic, we had to really pivot with our program. Obviously, we can't have concerts on school campuses right now. But what we did over the summer, this past summer, is we worked to develop a new program that would still give students real world experience, but it could be implemented virtually or in a hybrid type classroom. Um, So this, this fall, we launched what's called Campus Tour, and students all across the U.S. are planning, promoting, and producing an entertainment broadcast. So essentially a TV show. They get to develop all of the content, do the script writing, the storyboarding, all of the planning and the promotion. Um, So they're still part of this entertainment industry and getting experience in that. Um, It's just a little bit different from concerts, but we're looking forward to getting back to concerts soon too. I love the reframe with that. I love how you pivoted, reframed, and still have applicable, practical things that students can do to feel like they have purpose, to bring them into the fold, to really make a project happen. Real life experience, giving back the control, giving it to them. And I love that. That's something you also touched on in your TEDx is Allowing students to take control, make real decisions, and find purpose. Mm-hmm. Brilliance. <laughs> I love those three things. Those stood out. So talk a little bit about that. Yes. It is so important for teachers to really just give up control of their classroom. And I know sometimes when people hear me say that, they think chaos, but giving up control does not mean giving in to chaos. Um, It simply means that allowing students to make decisions about their own education. We all know that every single person is different. They learn differently, they act differently, they think differently. And so when we when we as teachers are able to allow 
allows students to make those decisions. It creates that buy-in. It makes students want to be involved and be proud of the projects that they develop and the projects that they complete. And it builds their confidence. What better way to build confidence when students can fail in a safe environment and learn from their failures? Um, so we really encourage that with all of the teachers that we work with. Um, we've, I, I know that's hard. It was hard for me as a teacher. I like to micromanage everything that goes on. But once we really figured out the method in giving up control, um, it, it completely changed the way students in my classroom and all of the other classrooms that we've worked with have really been able to learn and grow professionally and personally. Well, I love that you mentioned method. So you touch on a method. Can you talk a little bit about the method? Yes, so the method that we use through Reach and Teach, we have no PowerPoints, we have no lectures. Students complete activities that build on each other. So instead of reading from a textbook and answering multiple choice questions, these students are actively having to research. Do research on the internet, talk to real industry professionals, develop strategies and test those strategies. And, you know, nine times out of 10, their first strategy is probably going to fail. But then students have to go back, see what they, they did wrong and fix it. Um, so students are actually doing um, a lot of times when we think of traditional classrooms, we think of teachers lecturing in front of the class, but uh, that's absolutely not what we do. Students are actually learning and teaching themselves. What we, what we like to say is we're teaching students to be resourceful and use their resources to develop their own idea of the concept that they're learning. Well, I absolutely appreciate that because if we go back and reflect on our time in you know, junior high, high school, I can say there were a few teachers who facilitated a classroom like that. Mm -hmm. And I love what you said about creating a safe space. And I don't use the word failure. I use the word misstep because it's a little lighter because here's the thing for me. I believe that whether you call it a failure or misstep, we gain wisdom through that almost more so than our successes. Absolutely. And so to be, have and create a safe space where students can do that is fabulous. Mm -hmm. Fabulous. So thank you for being one of those teachers to actually empower the student, to allow them the misstep, to learn from that misstep and to grow their resiliency. Absolutely. Those are all things that are needed in the real world. Yes. If we, we are helicopter parents and we are these, these parents that are constantly protecting and rescuing, where's the learning? Yes, and, and that's one thing that's really important to us is, is just empowering students, but also empowering teachers. You know, education is so driven through test scores and, um, you know, lectures and multiple choice tests and all these different things because it's what we're used to. It's what's traditional. But 
when we have empowered teachers to really change the way that they teach and facilitate a classroom, uh, that impact carries on long after region teach is gone. And so many more students are impacted by those changes that the teachers make in their classrooms as well. And so that's exciting for us. We, we love to provide professional development, not just for students, but for also teachers providing those resources. And, and we've really done a lot of that this fall, um, trying to develop more and more virtual resources because, you know, that's the world we're living in today. Yeah. And you have to change with the, with what's happening in the world, in the environment, in society, in community. And so I love that you say that about really empowering teachers as well. And that is such an, a crucial aspect of reach and teach, I would imagine, because I'm going to equate it to dog training. When I train my dogs, I go, I train. I train to train them and to model for them. And every dog that I then have, I can do the same thing. They use the same methods and alter them accordingly, right? And so just as you're doing, it is a model. It is a model that will be long lasting. You're modeling, you're paralleling what you expect from your students. So I absolutely love that. And I bet that was for you, it was challenging too, to release some of that control, to release those expectations that we place on others, you know, that can be confining. Mm -hmm. It And it really was, you know, coming from the corporate world to entering to, into a classroom, it was very different. And it was something that I had to really be careful about making sure I didn't tell a student, well, that's not going to work. Because anytime we say, well, that's not going to work, they won't try it. Um, but I have to tell you so many times that I thought an idea or a concept or a strategy wasn't going to be successful. I was proven wrong by students. And that was something that was exciting for me to see that th this crazy idea that they had actually was a really good idea. And I think when we as adults can learn that, you know, we may not always be right. Sometimes, many times, students have innovative ideas. And I think making a place for them at the table is very important, um, especially in education, but also in the corporate world. You know, making a place at the table for those younger, innovative minds um, can, can be extremely beneficial. Oh, absolutely. I was talking to another woman and she was, she created a program where she wanted to take students into the corporate arena, into like Silicon Valley, into the computer industry. But what she realized is she was creating or formulating the plan. She wasn't asking the students to help formulate the plan and their needs, their wants and bringing them to the table. When she realized that, and this happened in the framework of diversity, and she said, when I realized what they were saying to me in relation to feeling like they were the only ones, the only ones of their color, the only ones that looked like they did and feeling uncomfortable, she finally got their buy-in and asked them, what's going to help this? How can we work this to benefit you better? Mm -hmm. And when she started doing that, it became more of a workable program. It became a program that the students were willing to buy into because they felt more comfortable in the space. 
Yes. And that is the number one thing that we tell our teachers before you begin any project, before you plan any project in your classroom, get input from your students. And in fact, if you think about how this program got started, my students are the ones that wanted to have the concert. That idea came from them. And so being able to listen and open to those new ideas, you never know where that might lead you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which leads to my next question. How do you want to further grow your nonprofit, engage students, and are you looking for additional partnerships? Absolutely. We are always looking for partnerships because one thing that's extremely important to the success of Reach and Teach is industry partnerships. We love to have real industry professionals mentor our students, partner with us so that we can further encourage students to get involved with the entertainment industry. Um, so one of the things that we're doing this fall is we have a weekly virtual interview series to where we bring in professionals from the entertainment industry. We've had everyone from Nashville booking agents to Las Vegas stage managers. And what they do is they take 30 minutes to talk about their career, their journey of how they got to where they are, and really just give valuable advice to students. Um, so that's one way that we could definitely partner with industry professionals. Um, if anyone's interested in getting involved with that, um, it airs weekly. So we're nice. always looking for new guests. Of course, we're always looking for corporate partners as well too. Um, we would love to see Reach and Teach grow to where we are touching every single student in the United States. And so in order to do that, we are definitely looking for cor corporate partners to get us to that level. Um, so we have more information about that on our website. Of course, they can always reach out to me as well. Um, but what we've noticed is through our corporate partnerships, it's, it's mutually beneficial because they're able to tap into this generation of young, um, influential potential customers, but they're also able to give back. And it's such a goodwill opportunity. And, and it's growing a, war, a workforce, a positive workforce that they leave our program having essential life skills such as communication and problem solving and teamwork. And those skills are necessary for any job that a student wants to pursue. And so um, we really pride ourselves on being able to prepare students for life after high school, no matter what career path that they choose, whether it be in nursing, the entertainment industry, um, becoming a teacher, you know, any career path is going to need those essential life skills that we truly try to develop within our students. Yeah, absolutely. I love that these are practical skills. They're transferable skills. So what you are creating here, what the students are gaining is so valuable because a lot of times we have what you guys are now calling imposter syndrome. <laughs> when we, years ago, when I stepped foot on a campus at UC Berkeley, I thought, do I belong here? We didn't have a name for it, but we all are human. The, hum the basic human functions don't change. Our feelings don't change. The courage, the hope, the lack of doesn't really change. We all experience the same things. How we name them can be different over the years, right? So we have all experienced to some degree, maybe that imposter syndrome. With this experience, with this tangible, practical, transferable skill type of experience, they'll have less of that. 
Mm -hmm. And it is so valuable. This is so valuable. This is why I absolutely love what you're doing. So I'm going to ask you something that I think is really important. What is your gain versus the gain for your students with Reach and Teach? Every day I have to pinch myself because I've, when I stepped into the classroom to teach that very first year, I knew it was something I was passionate about because um, as I mentioned, when I was in high school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And to be honest, I chose accounting because my favorite aunt was an accountant. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't really know anything about it. And I wish so much that I would have had opportunities to try different things, to test the waters and see what I enjoyed. And maybe help me make a decision about life after high school before I spent four years in college and a lot of money on a degree. (laughs) So I think for me, being able to every day wake up and know that these students that we work with are being able to take part in opportunities that they would have never had before. That is so important to me. And it gives me so much joy. It fuels my passion. Even though I'm not teaching in the classroom anymore, I still am able to touch the lives of so many students. And, you know, we've had students come to us months after they have completed the Reach and Teach program and tell us, you know, this is what I want my career to be. I discovered what I want to do. It gave me so much confidence. And to hear that, that's all the game that I need. It's, It's incredible to just be able to experience that. Well, I love that. And I want to take you back. I have two more questions. I want to kind of take you back and touch on something that you had mentioned, that you're no longer in the classroom. So Tell us about that jump, the courage it took to go from classroom to reach and teach. Yes. So two years ago, it'll be two years in January. I had been teaching for two and a half years, which isn't very long at all in the classroom. Um, But two and a half years, I was going into my third year. It was going to be my tenure year. And I know not every state has tenure anymore for teachers, but the state that I taught in did, which if you're a teacher, you know what a big deal that is. (laughs) So I was going into my tenure year and the opportunity became available for us to take reach and teach to the next level for me to become a full-time employee and really grow the nonprofit to the level that we wanted to grow it to. And so as you can imagine, that was a very difficult decision to leave the classroom, leave the comfort of, you know, having a steady paycheck and, you know, your tenure year, having stability in your job um, to make the jump to working in nonprofit. Um, So that was very difficult, but I knew that everything leading up to that moment had prepared me for the role in which I'm currently filling. Um, You know, I always laugh and say that I'd never use my accounting degree, but being the executive director of this nonprofit, I use it all the time. And to look back at my experience in the corporate world, my experience in teaching, it truly prepared me for this position. So even though it was a scary jump, um, I felt very confident in the decision that that I made to leave the classroom and do this full time. And since then, the, the nonprofit has grown tremendously. And I've always been a person of faith. 
faith. I know that God put me on a path for a reason and I'm in this position for an incredible reason. And I have no doubt that the path it's going to lead me on is going to, you know, grow. And it's exciting to know you don't really always know what's next and being open to those opportunities. One thing that I always tell students and, you know, people that are around me is that you just really have to be open to whatever possibility comes your way. 10 years ago, I would have never dreamed I would be working in the nonprofit world. Um, so, you know, just being open and ready for the next step, not being closed minded. That's so important to me. Um, and to really share that with everyone is just don't be afraid to take a risk. <laughs> well, I love that. And that is the lead in to my last question. So you've already gave us so many pearls, so many nuggets, but I'm going to ask you as we come to the end of the interview, my last question is, if you were to leave the listeners with some words of wisdom, what would they be? I absolutely do not be afraid of change. I used to be a person that was content and happy with everything just being exactly the way it was normal. And I think understanding and knowing that you're not built to be mediocre, you are built to be incredible. And so being open, like I mentioned before, to just opportunities, um, not being afraid of change, going with the flow and just embracing things as they come your way. Uh, when we talked about our nonprofit having to pivot this year, you know, it was something that I never got nervous or upset that we weren't going to be able to have concerts. I mean, it was a little scary at times, but knowing that we were able to pivot and create a new program that opened up our reach to a whole new level. You know, we had really only worked with schools in the Southeast area up until this year, but now that we've created this new program, we have schools in Pennsylvania, North Dakota, Arizona. I mean, we're all across the US and that's something that would have never happened had we not been willing to pivot and make a change. And so I would definitely encourage listeners to um, don't be afraid of change, embrace it and just go with it. Awesome. Well, thank you, April, for joining me on the Core Women podcast today. It has been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Oh, I've enjoyed it so much. <laughs> thank, <laughs> you. thank you. If you would like to connect with April Clark, you can find her on LinkedIn and at Reach and Teach on Instagram and at RNT Rocks on Facebook. If you need a strategic empowerment coach, contact me. If you want to tell your story of empowerment or how you have reconstructed your life to drive change, send me a video or an email of your story providing permission to use it on my social media platforms. If you want to be featured on my podcast, reach out to me at info at corewomen.com. I want to hear from you and to get to know you. You are now part of the Core Women Home. Let's get to know each other. Let's learn from one another. Please follow Core Women on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Please let your women friends know about this podcast. If you write about Core Women in your social media posts, please hashtag Core Women. This is all about women. Thank you for taking the time to learn more about Core Women, and please stay tuned for continued growth of the Core Women movement. Let's grow and drive change together. 